When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. I am in Miami edition. Sorry, Tommy. I'm sorry. I thought I'd just say that straight away. Um... You'd I don't mind where... as long as you don't say welcome to Miami because I'm absolutely sick of hearing that. But I was I was fine. tempted, <laughs> then I saw your tweet, so I decided not to. Um, so if you've been living under a rock and haven't been seeing our social media and whatnot, we've been out in Miami. And I say we, myself, and two of our cameramen have been out in Miami. We filmed an amazing video uh, with Charles Leclerc, and it's probably worth mentioning at this point. This podcast is sponsored by Codemasters and the official EA Sports F122 game. And if you haven't already, I would highly recommend you check out the video we filmed with Charles Leclerc playing the new game, because it's probably one of my favourite, if not the favourite video on on the entire channel for me. Um, And if you want to pre-order the F122 game, there will be a link in the description below. So there you go. Go check it out if you want. Now let's talk about Miami, Tommy. Let's, Let's do it. Let's dive into it. Of course, I've... I've been lucky enough to go to the track yesterday, so I've got a little bit of experience of what it was like. Um, And of course, we had FP1 and FP2 yesterday. Uh, And one of the big talking points was probably Mercedes and the fact that they are not last or mid-last. They are actually... (laughs) 11th and 14th, like their little graphic that they did. And then Exactly, exactly, yeah. And the thing is, you know, I tweeted saying, oh, you know, uh, Mercedes are back. Oh, I think my cameraman is about to dive bomb into the pool. And that's something that I don't really need to see in the background. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So well, one of the things was that, you know, I said Mercedes are back after FP1. I'm like, people are like, calm down, Matt, calm down. It's only FP1. And then FP2, George Russell topped the timesheets. And I was like, hmm, maybe hmm. I wasn't joking after all. Interesting. But it, it they clearly something seems to be working for the Mercedes. They've brought some upgrades and it's a completely new track. Seems to be working. Yeah, they've got new end plates and a few upgrades, but Mercedes themselves seem quite surprised by it. Um, I don't know if that's just Mercedes being Mercedes of, oh, we've not done anything different. We're still going to be rubbish. Uh, but they are genuinely surprised themselves. They, I think Hamilton and Russell both said they didn't feel like the car felt any quicker and were quite surprised when they essentially looked at, at the times. Um, but yeah, they topped, they topped FP2 in Imola, I saw a lot of people saying, but that was very different because it was a sprint, sprint weekend. Yeah. yeah, and they, they clearly did a, a bit of a glory run, whereas this, it does genuinely feel like they're there or thereabouts with um, Red Bull and Ferrari. And actually, one thing that's quite interesting is that uh, Lando Norris said that Mercedes have been probably the best car in low-speed corners all year, but no one's been talking about it because everyone just looks at the result. And so he's not surprised one bit. So maybe get, get your money on a Merck win in Monaco. <laughs> oh, it's good to have you back on the podcast, Tommy, after what was it last time you predicted that Mercedes are completely out? They have no hope. Oh, don't. Don't. Uh, don't. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd bring that up because, of this course, I fought fault. against you. 
it is your fault. You've literally, you've brought them back into contention. Everybody can blame Tommy for that one. Uh, at Tyler Ballard 40, uh, 458 asks, is Mercedes peaking in practice or showing real pace? And I think you picked up a really good point about FP2 and Imola. A lot of people seem to be jumping on that, but that is very much where every single car will usually do a race run. So we don't see, you know, a Ferrari or a Red Bull doing uh, a crazy lap time uh, to try and, you know, one lap, hot lap, whatever. Uh, whereas, as you say, Mercedes seem to be doing some sort of glory run and wanting to top the timesheets. Whereas this time, everybody's running, because FP2 is usually the one that's more um, representative to qualifying. So that's where they that they will try and do a fast run. So Mercedes genuinely look good. Some people are saying because of the smooth track surface. Lewis Hamilton's even come out and said he doesn't know why they've taken a step forward, which don't know if that's particularly true i'm sure he's got all the data and knows exactly what's what's going on but um mm. it is an interesting talking point as well about mercedes and i don't i don't buy the fact that george russell is trouncing lewis hamilton this year at all i think it's right. probably about two each which to be fair is great for george russell if we're going to be analyzing his performance uh, he's done better than I thought. yeah he's exactly definitely not he's definitely been flattered a little bit by Australia, like you said in the, yeah, in the last market. one. And, yeah. Exactly. But looking again, strong George Russell. And he's had some pretty decent results. When you actually look at it and what that Mercedes is supposed to be in a bit of a dog in the first few races, he's, he's picked up some pretty awesome results. Um, so going to be interesting to watch that over the next few races to see if uh, George continues to, to pick up those points and, and be somewhere near uh, the front of the world title. And actually, that brings me on to the next question F1 Ginger says, does Mercedes have a realistic chance <laughs> at the 2022 World Championship or is it too late? Tommy, are you going to go back on your word yet? Yes, they do, because I basically did the master jinx in the last podcast. Um, I don't know. I still, I did genuinely feel like it was a fundamental problem with the car and they wouldn't catch up. Now I've seen this. Do I even dare say it? I don't think they'll be fastest this weekend. So well done, Mercedes, on the victory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that they were really looking completely screwed in Imola. And yes, maybe it is just track dependent and other tracks they'll struggle again. Where I think you alluded to this as well in maybe even the third podcast, and you can argue that it still happened uh, in Imola despite their terrible race. The amount of points Mercedes are picking up with a dreadful, dreadful car in inverted commas. I mean, it's still probably a third best on race pace, but they're nowhere near really the uh, Red Bull and Ferrari in the first few races. And the amount of points they've managed to pick up is unreal, really, from just consistency. I mean, George Russell's the only driver, isn't he, to uh, be in the top five in every race, which is mad. And That's he's, an insane stat. That is yeah. insane that we're, we're, you know, teams are faltering, whether that's due to reliability or making mistakes like Leclerc did last time in Imola. That is, that's exactly what we've been saying, though, isn't it? They get, Mercedes the, minimum. They get just... the minimum they can get every weekend, it seems. Yes. Like, I can't think, other than Hamilton in Imola, and obviously Hamilton's poor luck with the safety car, I think every result you've been like, yeah, that's probably about what Mercedes can do with that car. So, yeah impressive exactly and and it's and it's scary that's why i never wrote them off uh, especially because it is a 23 race season this season's development is so so quick you know there's as much as that 
I guess I suppose you know they're not bringing upgrades every single race because we know that there's a cost cap and they can't do that and they're still understanding the car. But when these big upgrades come, that's where a big shift can happen, especially where Mercedes, for example, try and fix their porpoising or whatever. If those things get fixed, that can change the pecking order very, very quickly. And that's the exciting thing about this season and not knowing exactly who's going to be on top come come the middle of the season. Uh, so I'm I'm not writing them off yet. You know, we've got, as I say, this is what round five of 23 and uh, I, I thought better of you Tommy I'm not gonna lie to you when you said now Mercedes have got no chance I was like oh I'm not sure about that my friend but here we are we'll see they, they may well Such just an idiot. <laughs> you've literally caused this um speaking of causing things <laughs> let's move on to Carlos Sainz shall we and of course he had that crash uh, which was not ideal let's put it that way uh, he said immediately didn't he that he knew what he'd done wrong but I, I am what crash <laughs> yeah 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 exactly uh it was a uh, quite a funny time in commentary wasn't it as well where uh i think they were analyzing something else and then <laughs> yeah they're with they were with mario andretti yeah and they were just talking to him really casually and then it was just uh there are certain moments there's something very the office about when they're live and the camera sort of like pans to the incident and stuff you love it and uh yeah it Going back to Imola last year yeah, exactly. And it was just like Carlos, literally the camera was on him and he just came spearing past the camera into the uh, the Red Bull tyre wall, which is just you'd, asking yeah. for memes this weekend, isn't it? You'd uh, you'd actually love for the whole Formula 1 broadcast just to be done in office transitions. <laughs> yeah. It really would. It'd be amazing. Yeah, no cuts, just no. the cameraman just zooms like this. Like, <laughs> great. So, of course, Carlos had that crash, which is not ideal for his confidence after what has been a very poor start to the season. Of course, some of it is very bad luck. Some of it was his own fault. But for me, it, it kind of just keeps going back to the, is he trying too hard? Is he driving the car too hard? Does he feel the pressure of having this world championship car underneath him where Leclerc is leading the championship? You know, he's got more than a victory in hand at the moment. Carlos, you can tell in his interviews, and I've said this before, you know, his competitive spirit is so strong that it almost is detrimental, I think, at times because of how strongly he feels when he doesn't do something right. And it's similar with Leclerc as well. He is very hard on himself as well when he makes a mistake. But it just seems to be this almost like snowball effect now of Carlos just making these mistakes. And as I say, some of it is bad luck. And you know, I'll completely admit to that as well. But mm. if he keeps this up, these are, and we said this at the beginning of the season, these are the crucial races for Ferrari to optimise and use their car to the absolute maximum because we've already seen Mercedes have taken Mercedes what looks like a big step forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Red Bull are tripping up over themselves as well a little bit with, with Max Verstappen's car. They have to utilise all these points. I, I guarantee you, if this keeps happening, we'll be on race 23 and going, ah, Mercedes won again. And let's, let's analyse what happened. And if science wants any chance even though it's, it almost seems like a slim chance already of the world title um with those people coming up you know if he bins it again in the race or or quali and drops a load of points to leclerc again they're just going to say look we need to back leclerc now um it's really interesting those two drivers actually because the the whole story of them is almost like flipped on its head because last year science was the consistent one and just that would just bring the car home in decent points. And Leclerc was the one that I felt was, 
I said all along, I think he's the quicker driver, but he would probably overdrive the car because he was used to having a very quick car and make mistakes and things like that. And now it's almost flipped the other way where other than Imola, which before everyone started shouting, well, Leclerc went off in Imola. I know, but minus that, Leclerc's been the one that has actually been, you know, just now he's got a car that's capable of winning, just bringing home the points and getting good results. And Carlos seems to be the one that's probably a lot of it due to the fact that now they've got that race-winning car and Leclerc can show what he can do. Probably science is really trying to make that deficit up and pushing really hard. And then the more he thinks, oh, I really need to catch Leclerc, the more mistakes he's making and it just becomes this vicious cycle. So, yeah, can't be too many more of those in him before it becomes no, no, a no, thing. They, cer- they certainly can't. Um, and I think the key difference is, as you say, race-winning car. Like, the, the difference between putting a car that doesn't belong to be on the podium on the podium and delivering when you're expected to be in the top two are completely different ball games. And we've seen that yeah. many times with, with many drivers. So Carlos just needs to, he needs to do a Yuki Sonoda. He's overdriving the car, in my opinion, uh, in, 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 the, in these aspects. And, you know, he said he knew what went wrong. You know, he had that, I mean, I know he had a puncture, but how, how lucky was he not to hit the ball earlier on? Um, in FP1, was FP1 yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, um, so two, two offs in both sessions so far. Yeah. One very one was, lucky to one save wasn't it, his fault, and then but, the other you know. didn't save it, and... Yeah, that, uh, that spin was quite lucky that he yeah. didn't hit the wall. But then again, he's, he still had to repair his car in the next session. Um, so just, I think Carlos needs to take a deep breath. Know that it's not the end of the world if he finishes behind Leclerc. But as long as he finishes behind Leclerc and no further than, than that. And then he can just pick up some good points. And Ferrari can hopefully have a good, good, uh, good chance to, to win the World Constructors title as well. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realise that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, undereating, and overeating. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways and in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less and grind all the time, here's your reminder to take care of yourself, do less and maybe try some therapy. BetterHelp is customised online therapy that offers video, phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. WTF1 listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com WTF1. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash WTF1. During this great reshuffle, a record number of employees are considering switching jobs. So now's your chance to try to attract them. LinkedIn Jobs is here to help you connect with the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to tap into the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. 
LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And you can post a job for free too. Just visit linkedin.com slash WTF1. Again, that's linkedin.com slash WTF1 to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Right, moving on to, and I kind of alluded to it a little bit, Max Verstappen's problems. So Max had, well, I mean, you're the, you're the, you're the cape-wearing um, fanboy over here. I mean, yeah, of course, sometimes. he had the big hydraulic problem in, in FP2, which then caused a, a rear brake fire. Um, he, then, he clipped the wall, didn't he, in, in FP1, which then caused them to take a precautionary gearbox change. I can see yeah, by your face, Tom. You, it's, you, it doesn't, it's so annoying. <laughs> you've already you've already made the Leclerc win graphic, haven't you? Just so that Max wins now. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, uh, my my baby Grace, she's not won the Max onesie yet, so I'm going to have to uh, put her in that for. That's clearly what it is. You know, it's the jinxing power needs to happen. But if that actually works, and you put her in that onesie, you're and coming it, round to the house. I, yeah, I'm going to have to take you. that off yeah. your hands. Okay, I'm sorry. That's just a powerful, a powerful jinx <laughs> that you've got there. Um, so there's a question from at It's Me Limits. Due to the lack of track time in Miami, do you think that'll affect Max Verstappen come Sunday? Yeah, yeah, big time. I think because Miami is a brand new track. No one's driven around here. Of course, we've never been to Miami before, and. Yeah, I mean, track time is everything, especially with these new cars as well. There's a lot of complaining about the, the bumps, as I mentioned, Lando Norris saying about how bumpy it was, and he was expecting it to be, you know, smooth and, and beautiful, yeah. and, it's, and it's not that at all. That last, that last section of the lap is like 14, 15, 16. It's crazy. Like, you just see the it's, way that they kind of crazy. ride. I can't believe that, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah the way they the ride the curves and stuff, bouncing all over the place. It's crazy. But yeah, so that 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 part, I think. Well, if we get any sort of crash there, we're going to have big problems and a big red flag. Like this, it's just it's there is no way that isn't a red flag if someone crashes in that section, is it really? Well, it's Baku Castle section. Yeah, exactly. And we didn't we see? Don't mention signs. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it signs and Schumacher went side by side going into there, which was a bit yeah, a bit strange. I, don't think I, I can't believe that sector. It's, it's absolutely crazy to me. Um, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "What?" I, I don't, I don't know how. I've almost felt like everyone had missed that. Everyone was obviously too focused on the uh, the fake water and the beach. And uh, as soon as I saw the onboard lap, I was like, "What?" That looks. It does look like a Formula E track, like Sonoda said, and uh, almost almost more clumsy than the castle section at Baku, like single fire. It's really tight and twisty. Um, and yeah, it's uh, big yikes. But Verstappen's season, the memes have already begun, I've seen, about the fact that his whole season is just going to be DNF win, DNF win, DNF win, DNF win. Um, because, yeah, I'm... I'm very concerned about reliability again now after mm. thinking hmm, maybe this is a, maybe they've got on top of it. And uh, it's funny, isn't it? When um, it, it is just luck of the draw, but it seems to have always happened to Max's car this year. Uh, and normally when that happens to the number two driver, everyone goes, Oh, this shows Red Bull favoritism and all this kind of stuff. And actually it's Max is the one that's getting screwed by the, the reliability. So for whatever reason, he's just been, yeah, very unlucky. And the fact that they managed to fix his car in FB2 drove straight out of the pits and didn't even do a single lap concerns me greatly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't deny that when Max has had the car, he's been just like Max from last year. 
know, he has performed and he's won every single race he's actually finished still. So yeah. that's that's quite the stat to, to have. Hopefully that isn't a stat that, for your sake, he'll have come the end of the year if he DNFs all the time and wins yeah, a few more Yeah, not if it's lots of DNFs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll need more wins than DNFs to, to have a chance. But it certainly will affect uh, Verstappen come Sunday, you know, because there are these track things, which we'll get onto as well about, you know, the question. Well, let's do it right now. There is some track issues. And there's a question from Ikeosiniak. A few drivers have mentioned that the track surface is different than all the other tracks, and it kind of seems like it's becoming less grippy throughout the sessions, at least after FP1 and 2. Do you guys know why this is? How could it affect the race on Sunday? Well, we've seen, was it Bottas? He spun into the wall uh, by going just a little bit too too hot, and was that really offline? I'm not sure. I think Button said in commentary, didn't he, that it was he went in maybe a little bit too quick uh, into that section. Um, but we also saw... Was it Perez trying to do a dive bomb on Vettel offline and just carried on? Yeah. Turn 17. It, it was barely even a, well, it, it was a dive bomb, but like, I feel like at any other track, you would have made that stick quite easily. And especially, you know, Red Bull, a superior car, that that just shows that breaking offline is just, because even just them dipping a wheel on the, you, you can see it in the pictures and from the, the laps, like the, the marbles and just, you you've got almost like a, a a racing line of tarmac uh, that they just don't want to go off. Uh, and yeah, the Perez overtake makes me very concerned for the race. Well, that's, that's it, isn't it? It's like... That basically gives us Imola, but in dry conditions in, in a lot of sense. Yeah. If they can't go offline, they can't overtake can't us in like Will Buxton and Netflix. Like you know, this, this is kind of like you, you genuinely, if there is only one grippy line, there's going to be no overtakes. The drivers have said it as well. Um, so I've got a couple of quotes here. So Lando said uh, in FP2, it started better, but then as soon as there was a little bit of marbles, it was terrible. It's not going to be great for racing. So pretty savage. And then Perez said, it's really disappointing that there's no grip offline. Racing will be bad because of this. As soon as you go offline, there's no grip. It's done. It's sometimes wet on that side and sometimes offline. It feels gravelly. So racing will be hard. Mm. Well, I mean, not filling me with hard. confidence. It sounds, it sounds like it's going to be impossible. Impossible. To be with you. Yeah. Like that, that doesn't fill me with it. Because I think actually as a track, I think the Formula E thing is actually quite a, a good point. That It does feel very Formula E at, at times. But I think, I think there's definitely like it's all right in places i don't i don't think it's a bad track you know no, think, I don't. christian horner said it was a mixture of baku and uh, and saudi arabia i think it was christian yeah, horner that said the, that yeah he got the flowing bit at the start like play, playing it on this makes it sound well we are sponsored by that but uh you know playing it on the f1 <laughs> it game. makes us sound sponsored. <laughs> yeah we are actually we, we sponsored are. by but, ea sports um, but, but for the brand new f122 game sorry tommy <laughs> you can't set me off on a sponsored chat and then sorry. not say yeah, that there's sorry. a pre-order in the link below there you go Karen. perfect segue but um yeah playing it on the f1 game whatever when you don't have those problems it does actually look quite a fun track to drive but i'm very concerned by this grip because you know, because it is um, a car park. Sorry, Will Buxton. Um, it, it's not like a track where there's loads of, you know, stuff offline. Like you can't, they're not, there's not constant cars going on it. Uh, that's like the first time it's only, I think it's maybe only W Series is the only other support race. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I think so. But there's, there's obviously not a lot. Whereas, you know, if you go to somewhere like Silverstone or all these permanent tracks, 
you've had Formula Four cars on there earlier in the year and WEC and all this kind of stuff, and the track's a bit more rubbered in. Whereas this, it really does feel like it's just one line and, and even more extreme than I've ever seen a track where even just half your tire going off the racing line, which I think it was Gasly, didn't even look like he went that far off the racing line and had a huge swapper. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's one of those it's one of those things that could make for absolute carnage and it just ends up yeah. being a really exciting race because people make mistakes and you can't overtake, which sometimes can be a good race. Uh, yeah, look at so, Gasly and Monza. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. So maybe... You know, all I love how you, guys you, you somehow managed to turn this into a positive. You're like, well, look, well, if they can't overtake, never know. if Kevin Magnussen's leading... <laughs> Can you tell I love Monaco? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Well, Lando's going to make... win anyway, isn't he? Because he's, he's got his... God, because of the McLaren really. merch. Yeah, that was, uh, that was quite funny. It's like, uh, we we accidentally put an article live, didn't we, about Russell going to Mercedes. Uh, and, and Everyone very thought we knew done. something. Yeah, and very it was done. literally just hit uh, published instead of save draft, because everyone yeah, knew it was exactly. going to happen, but... Um, yeah, we. I think it's probably more negative than positive thinking about those track issues. But yeah. uh, I also like the uh, the optimism there, Tommy. I really do. I think that I'm just trying. means qualifying is going to be even more important than ever. It's going to be like a Monaco uh, in a lot of ways uh, if these con- um, problems continue. And if anything, you know, we're going to get more and more rubber um, put down. But here we hit. We'll see. We'll see. Let's move on to our predictions and uh, what we did uh, on the run up to this uh, this GP weekend. And I went for signs weekend goes badly. I think that's definitely a, a solid start to that prediction. Um, yeah. Not that I wanted it to happen. I'm sorry, Carlos. And not, and not only that, but he hit his head, didn't he, on the on the pit, <laughs> pit wall. Like, I mean, that out. looked so painful. Mm. Yeah, like, really absolutely painful. smashed his head. It was bleeding, wasn't it? Mental Everything was horrible. Yeah. Oh. Um, so that, that, I'm sure with the porpoising added in, it's going to be very fun uh, with a helmet on. So uh, not very nice at all. Uh, and my second one is Haas don't make Q3, which looks relatively likely. I, I'm not, they don't, they don't look great, do they? Um, K-Mag looks all right, but Mick still looks quite far off. Yes, a bit concerned about Mick. Katie, honest. yeah, exactly. Katie went for too much hype will mean a dull race. And if the track issues are anything to go by, that may, may well come true. And Alpha Tauri double points. Yeah, we'll see about that one. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a stretch. We'll see. Yeah. Tommy, what's yours? I went for Zhou Guan Yu makes Q3. So we shall see. And Merck on the podium, because you know, this is the master plan. I jinx them in the the previous podcast and then do the predictions based on them being good. It's all part of the master plan. Uh, Yeah, they're written (laughs) off. No, they're not gonna win the championship. Merck will be on the podium. You are, you are, <laughs> you are a disgrace. Uh, Levicious X uh, said Bottas will finish in the top five again. Uh, P. Satino, Leclerc wins by a 30-second margin. <laughs> and Broakey83, Will Smith is waving the finish flag, or at least he's going to sing I'm going to Miami that weekend, which I don't think is going to happen uh, somehow. He's not there, yes. Yeah. I don't think I don't he's think going he's to be invited, invited after recent events. No. Yeah, that, that didn't go down too well. Uh, Tommy, final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts are... Come on, you know uh, you know how this works by this, now. I do, but I'm even more tired than usual, so these are going to get worse and worse. Um, <laughs> my final thought is make sure you check out audio podcasts as well because we are doing other 
little ones. We're doing one after Quali, and then we'll have the race one, which will obviously be on YouTube as well. Um, so make sure you subscribe to like Apple and Spotify and wherever you listen, because there'll be little bonus ones that some people still don't even know we do. So make sure you uh, check them out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my final thought is probably actually just speaking about the fact that I'm in Miami and and the uh, I, that, that's not meant to be a brag. I genuinely can't believe we're here. Um, but obviously yesterday we sat at FP, uh, we sat at turn 18, I think it is. So we saw them coming into the hairpin, um, which was just oh, unbelievable. Oh, so you saw that Perez dive bomb then firsthand, did you? Well, it, uh, actually, we had to leave early to go and film something else. So we didn't actually oh, okay. see that. But, um, but yeah, we, we uh, yeah, it's just seeing them coming into that hairpin was, was really, really cool. Um, and another thing I want to comment on is how expensive this whole weekend is. It's an absolute disgrace. Oh, $6.20 for a bottle of water. I, I mean, fair enough. It's in a metallic bottle. Um, and I did use some of it to fill up the fake marina. Uh, so you're welcome. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you see, oh um, yeah, I've seen plenty of stuff about that. Do you see uh, Jake Paul design? He went, yeah, I he filmed went with to him that. To the grandstand, so. Oh, did you? So, yeah, he went to that opening ceremony with the uh, whatever it was, the party thing um, on the big stage on the Thursday, I think it was. And it cost him $35 for two lemonades. I would say I'm surprised, but I'm not. I'm really not. Well, I think, Formula One are paying, yeah, yeah. I guess exactly. Formula One need to make all their money back. <laughs> that, and, and to be fair, you know, I'm not going to say it's all negative because when I was walking around yesterday and having a look at all these different campuses and whatnot, like it is a proper, proper setup. Even just for you know, if you're walking around and you've just got you know uh, general admission, like the actual things they've set up is really cool. They just all cost a lot <laughs> so yeah like, yeah it does. You know, they've got really cool food halls and you know they've they've made obviously a lot of effort with the marina you know whether you like it or not and you know, it does look cool to walk around but if you want to actually get anything uh, that's another that's another story i'm sure when we'll go into it a little bit in the in the race podcast and talk about like your experience more a bit but even just you know the stuff that you've done around the city that you've been posting on social and stuff you can see why Formula One, however much as hardcore F1 fans don't like the fact that they're really pushing these street tracks and we're going not going to traditional racetracks, but the fact that you can go around the city and it feels like there's a Formula One race on and there's all these cool like pop-up shops and show cars, yeah. and all these things in the city is a really cool thing. Um, and, you know, I love Silverstone to bits, but I was there um, two, a couple of days ago um, taking some pictures of uh, this helmet design with um, Chris, who does British GT, and he was just talking about, oh, I need to go get food, but there's nothing around. And, you know, that that just does sum up the yeah. kind of the difference of, you know, you have to drive in. Uh, there's nothing really around the area, whereas Miami, it does seem like, and these street tracks, it does seem like they're, you know, they're putting on a big show for it, and it's very much like Formula One is here, woo. Um but let's just hope the racing is good because, you know, all this hype, uh, if it's a bad race, it will, would be slightly embarrassing. Yeah, it would be quite sad. And, you know, if for whatever reason, the track surface wasn't right. Then, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a bit of a blunder uh, on that. But it is interesting how there's two, uh, it almost feels like a tale of two halves. You've got on one side, these pop-up store, uh, pop stores, F1's here. You know, the amount of times we, we when we were filming outside these pop-up stores, people were going, oh, yeah, it's Formula One sort of thing. Like, and, you know, kind of, almost learning for the first time oh look at the, look at the car for the first time and there's a lot of that yeah. 
and it's making it more accessible that way but then you flip side and you're like well it's actually really expensive so it then it kind of is a, is a big barrier to a lot of for a lot of people so it's a shame um and yeah we'll, we'll see how it evolves and whether it's going to be that expensive for the rest of time one thing i did want to ask tommy your question for you is who do you think got the biggest cheer when the cars went out for the first time in fp1 and everybody went past who do you think got the biggest do, cheer? Do you, as in you know what this yeah, is yeah i know like, yeah. um i am gonna say and this is just based off some i think it might have even been a picture or video that i've seen and maybe this is just me wishful thinking was it max verstappen by a country mile i i keep seeing yeah like people filming the trek or whatever and i see people like literally up in their seats cheering every time glory supporters i don't i don't i, was, I literally <laughs> was like is it because he's the champion <laughs> I, i'm actually very interested uh well it looks like mercedes is going to be good again but uh, i'm very interested at silverstone this year uh, if mercedes i uh, continue to be a bit rubbish if we see a lot less mercedes hats and mm. and yeah. stuff hamilton but, uh, went past for the first time and did went well that was it Wow. It, was, it was insane. Max went past and people were literally standing up, whooping. Because that's was... so weird because what you're made to believe in the, in the press is that Hamilton's obviously like the megastar of Formula One yeah. and, uh, you know, the Americans will will love him because, you know, he's the, the, like the celebrity driver, if you like. But, um, yeah, just I, that's kind of weird. Well, next yeah, year, that maybe be, depending on who wins the championship, it'll be them, and then the year after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whoever's the champion gets the biggest support. Cool. All right, well, that was a very long final thoughts, but uh, thank you very much, <laughs> Tom, for your time, as always. I know you're a very tired man, so I hope Grace is okay, and uh, I'm sure she's fine as it is Grace Week. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love that. For it. I love that so much. I didn't even come up with it, but I love it. Um, cool. Hashtag WTF1 podcast. If you want to get involved in the discussion, uh, if you want to ask some questions uh, for our next one, huge thank you to Codemasters and EA Sports for having us out in Miami. If you want to pre-order the F122 game, there's a link in the description below. And uh, we will see you for the post-race podcast in a few days' time. Where, yeah, I'm going to be the three of us doing a podcast for the first time in what feels like ages. Yeah, right? that's going to be that's going to be exciting. The, the band yeah. back together. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.